Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the last ever episode of the Windsor Knot, a royal wedding podcast. The final knot. That's Daniel Cooper. I'm Joe Scrabbles. Uh, the knot is unraveling as we speak. Uh, it happened, didn't it? And we're really late to talk about it. We're a week late, but that was intentional. 100%. Time to digest. It's given us a week to um, pour over the instance of the big day. Yeah, let all the uh, all the sneaky stories come out afterwards. Was, it was a fabulous day. It was a very Absolute nice day. day. I was surprised by how much I actually enjoyed watching it. Because uh, there was a bit of me that was still dreading, like, imagine if it's just boring and we've spent all this time talking about it yeah let us down on the big day um and we celebrated and in true british style got absolutely battered hammered Um, drunk so we got a little we asked for lots of emails last week and Mm. you didn't disappoint you sent in loads of emails so we're going to be like reading out emails throughout the show and the first one is from piper which is an awesome name Hello, boys. Greetings from Berkeley, California. I started listening to your podcast early last week to prepare for the royal wedding. Bloody hell. And I love it. Um, I was also waiting for my bar exam results and laughing at you two calm my nerves until I got my results on Friday. Is a bar exam for lawyers? Yeah. Are you a lawyer? She is now because she passed. Because Berkeley is like a a big... Is that Ivy League? I don't know. It's one I've heard of. I'm assuming it is. I think it is. It's it's definitely a good one. Piper's a genius, I reckon. Um, Congratulations on passing your exams. She says, I went out with friends and then went to sleep around 2 a.m. 
party hard, dude. Um, we set alarms for 4.30 a.m. Pacific time to Good wake up and Lord. watch the wedding. I woke up sometime around 6, never having heard the alarms. I tried to see if others had a similar experience by starting the very unsuccessful hashtag, hashtag royal wedding lion. Interesting. A royal wedding lion. Why does that remind me of something, Cooper? Um, <laughs> yeah. I almost um, massively, uh, what's the the English word? Fucked it. Absolutely fucked it. So (laughs) the night before the royal wedding, Joe and I did something similar. It was a colleague of ours leaving drinks. Yes. So we went to that Mm. and we planned out where we were going to watch the wedding the next day. We'd had it all booked. We had a big group with us. We had a big group. It all booked. It was booked by our friend Gavin. It was booked in a lovely brewery. Oh, it's fantastic. In place. In Hackneywick. The Merchant's Tap. You should go. Which is quite far from my house. (laughs) And in my drunken stupor the night before, I thought it'd be a brilliant, brilliant idea to sleep in the office. I, I Our, can't, I still, I'd completely forgotten you did that. The, so, I kept that, I kept that quite a secret on the day, so I was quite embarrassed. You, you revealed uh, it later on when we were drunk again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I slept in the office, and then I woke <laughs> up on Saturday morning, and I freaked out that I was in the office. Mm. And in my hungover, slightly, probably slightly drunk state still, I thought... I'll go home. I'll go home for a bit. Taking myself further away from where we were going to watch the royal wedding. I went home. I went to bed. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then I set an alarm. Slept through that. I woke up at 11. Which is when we'd booked to be in the pub. And I'm very rarely late for anything. And I freaked out because I was like, oh, no, I've let Joe down. I've let myself down. I've let everyone down. And I looked. I was like, I can still make it. I looked on Uber. It said, it took an hour and 10 minutes to get there. Oh and I was like, oh, God. <gasps> So I sat in the back of an Uber watching it on my laptop was, for a good l- 10, 15 minutes. I sent you a picture of me watching it and you said, man, the future's weird. Yeah, I was so st- <laughs> it's just like, I can't believe you can actually do that. Um, but it was very funny. Like, firstly, I got there and no one else, like, the pub was empty. <laughs> You're the most enthusiastic man in yeah, London. The pub was empty. Uh, the Royal we Wedding did, didn't even we have didn't the need to sound table. on. No, 100% not. Um, but the Royal Wedding coverage didn't even have the sound on. They walked in, looked at me like I was insane, and then went, wait, are you here for Gavin's table? And I was like, yeah. And they were are like, you here for Gavin? Yeah, and they were like, you're the only people booked for this time. Take whatever table you want. We didn't even assign one. Um, so I went and took the biggest table that had the best view of the, uh, of the coverage. And I sat there for about five minutes and was like, have I been razzed? Like, is this a massive... Am I being razzed? Because <laughs> no one was there. You hadn't weren't reading text like there was no no, no ticks on the or there was no oh, blue ticks. I was so panicked. Like eventually, other people turned up. Our friends Steve and, and Reese turned up, and like I was like, "She's not coming." And then just got this <laughs> frenzied message from you being like, "I'm oh, so sorry, man. I'm in a taxi." It's just oh, brilliant. But I was in this, I was in this taxi, and I was like, "Why well, this dilemma?" It's like Sophie's choice. Yeah. Do I get the tube, which is similar time, mm. but maybe a bit faster? Or get an Uber, which is longer and sit in traffic, but I could watch it. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the way to do it. Though. Anyway. You did it well. So, yeah, still it feeling, was very I funny. I still feel embarrassed about but it. I was, was so flustered. You got in during the uh, the was, man talking about fire. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop was, Curry. Flustered. Um, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of emails with general observations mm. from people. And it's quite nice what Americans have written in. We're going to use this to sort of jump off things. This, yeah. is, this is a bit more of a free-form thing because there's so much it's to talk about. We're definitely going to cover everything. 
it just might come later on. Don't expect too much of a structure from us. Yeah. I was just going to find, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a jazz podcast. It is. Um, so this is from Marjorie Anderson. Um, she lives in Houston, in Texas. And what I quite like about Marjorie is she, I think, only f- discovered this podcast after she watched The Royal Wedding. What? I only discovered your podcast last night when after watching BBC America's rebroadcast of The Royal Wedding... So they broadcast it um, oh, in the afternoon in Houston time. Uh, that makes sense, because I, I suppose still, it's super early. Yeah, right? I still hadn't nearly enough Royal Wedding, and then discovered your show. Huh. And she's looking forward to catching up on all the episodes, which I think she's done after she's written this initial email, because two days later, she's written in with her own like title. So oh, I'm going to read that out. Nice. So she's now Marjorie Anderson. She's like, you're probably not even looking at these emails anymore. We are, Marjorie. Always. 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 I would like my name to be Lady Marjorie of Frog Fruit Manor. Frog Fruit? Frog Fruit is a native plant that butterflies love in the swampy place where I live, which is Houston. And also, did you see how Megan had to help Harry slide the ring onto her finger? It seemed it was stuck on her knuckle. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. That was Marjorie's first, last observation. But yeah, um, first thing Marjorie says, I'll get the, this out of the way up top. I had no idea British people think it sounds weird when we say fill in the blank city time. I don't know what that is. Fill oh, in. like fill like fill in the London time, which we say. Oh, like. is it not fill in? So is it just fill in the blank? So like blank city time, like Houston time, New York time. I don't think that's weird. Have we said that? I is that know. us? I just read that out because I thought you might know what. I, I suppose meant. it's we- I suppose it's weird to us to think of a country with multiple time zones. That I still struggle with that, and we have to deal with it quite literally every single day in our job. Um, Some people really don't understand that. And she also says. Um, Because I think we said this on one episode. um, If we thought Americans get offended if we call them Yanks. Oh, yeah. um, Marjorie does not. Oh, that's good. In fact, quite the opposite. It makes us feel cool. Really? Well done, Yank. (laughs) Marjorie. Uh, uh, What was it? Lady Marjorie of Frog Fruit Manor. Yeah. Comma, Yank. Yank. Absolute (laughs) Yank. Um, Now it sounds bad. You're not allowed to do that. Don't put absolute on the front. Marjorie's been nice. A wonderful Yank. Um... Pretty much about 100 people total in the US have watched Suits ever. (laughs) When they kept panning to the Suits stars, in scare quotes, I'm sure 99.9% of Americans were thinking, why do they keep showing that guy? It's a good observation. That is good. We didn't also, over here, we didn't know any of the rugby or football guys, but they were very handsome. Most of them were. Well, there was one one man who was very handsome. Did you see the picture? Well, I know you did because I sent you pictures of David Beckham. Yeah. He looked magnificent. You just sent me, you just (laughs) sent me a picture of him, just sent the letter, the numbers 43. (laughs) He's 43, Joe. Insane. He's a right sort. Uh, Oh, that was the, uh, we had a lot of brilliant tweets on that day, but uh, I, the first tweet of the whole day from us was there's a good chance that the entire podcast next week is going to be about how good George Clooney looks I've had to be reined in on that George Clooney looked absolutely unbelievable we'll get on to him later this good story about him um but then someone wrote back I can't remember who it is I should look it up I'm sorry but you're brilliant um saying uh but what about David Beckham? Uh, blokes are right sort. It, and it made me laugh yeah, so remember, much. I, I showed everyone. He is a right sort. He's a right sort. A, just very simple suit. Very elegant. But he had a little, um, he had an elegant chain. Did you see what the chain? He, he's going to have an Unbelievable. Chain. There's a man in this world that can carry off an elegant chain. It's all about David. accessories. Because um, if you look bad with that, you look like a goth. <laughs> with your wallet on a chain. Um, 
I, yeah, I wouldn't have known any of the rugby guys, to be fair. Apart no. from Mike Tyndall, but that's only because he's married to I think I think Woodward, the, co- the uh, World Clive Cup Woodward, winning yeah. coach, was the there. The camera was very close to him at one point. Oh, yeah. Well, like, it was really <laughs> And really he's got close. quite a wide head, so he's, it looked sort of like he's he was a wide a, head. in it by accident. He's a man built for widescreen. He is. And they were like, they took full advantage of getting really close to him. <laughs> um, what was up with Fergie's daughters? Did they purposely wear the most blah hats they could find? Are they, like, that unpredictable? Well, so we've talked about this. I don't know if you've caught up enough, Marjorie, but Beatrice, one of uh, Fergie's daughters, became infamous for wearing the maddest hat possible at the last royal wedding. So I think it was a very conscious thing to be like, let's not go mental because everyone will make fun of us again. And frankly, I was upset. Again, another tweet I sent, distinct, disappointing lack of hats that Mad look like hats. aliens. Yeah, or poops. Oh, no no cacats to be seen. And then the final one, and I think this might become a recurring one, mm-hmm. is were the English people just in total shock when Reverend Curry was preaching his sermon? Megan was listening intently, and Doria was nodding her head, and I'm sure Oprah was giving an amen. But English people looked like they were thinking, what in the hell is going on here? Zara's mouth was wide open. I don't think people in England realize how religious Americans are. Well, I think that's uh, certainly true. We're a much more secular nation than America. But we shouldn't be. We're, we are officially... Our head of a state Christ- is, a, is the head of the Church of England. Like, we are. I told, I told, I've actually spoken to lots of Americans about this, that... We are supposed to be a religious country, but if any politician running for office mentioned religion, I think Tony Blair did it once. He did. It freaks English people out. Well, and also, he's a Catholic, isn't he, Blair? Yeah, well, so I think he's that's much a- more outspoken about it now after he's not in office. Yeah. But, like, people don't like... British people don't like you talking Catholics. about Catholics. <laughs> don't like Catholics, but don't... Just, like, over I've been persecuted by whole It's life. weird. It makes, doesn't take a lot to make a British person uncomfortable. No. But, but that religion does. But I actually thought it was brilliant. I, so... Bishop Curry, because of the but, sheer length of his sermon, it went from, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't believe he's doing this during a royal wedding, to, oh my God, he's gone mad. Is yeah. he ever going to stop? Is that candle going to fall over? Because he kept knocking the candle. It was making me, again, making me very uncomfortable. And then it went back to, oh my God, he's brilliant. Because at the end, he was like, I'm going to stop talking. We're going to get y'all married. You're like, genius. Absolutely brilliant. You know, he did a load of stuff. Um, he helped out on, like, protests and stuff in London afterwards. Like, he became a... What? Yeah, he's, like, pictured he walking like, arm in arms with um, so I looked into him people. He is pretty amazing. Also, his middle name is Bruce. Oh, yes, please. Michael Bruce Curry um, is the American leader of the Episcopalian Church. He resides in Chicago, Illinois. So we've never, like, talked about him in the run-up, really. They, I don't it's know a, if it was known, was it? Because all we've fixated on is Welby. Welby. I should point out, Welby, I've got a note. Didn't fuck it. It didn't fuck it. Welby was great. But also, because, like, uh, Rowan Curry, let's face it, kind of stole the show. Oh, did you see the deacon behind him just not making any contact with his eyes, just looking straight well, ahead, refusing like, to when engage? When the British priest was like, it's just so dull. Uh, but Welby actually had to go on Twitter and, like, I don't think this is like saving face when he, fa- like, he, somebody's had to break it to him going, you're no longer the main act. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, You've yeah. been bumped down to support. We've got this bigger act from America over. He's wicked. He says he's going to do 10 minutes, but I reckon he'll do 20. It's like when the GIs came over during World War Two and stole stockings. all the women. <laughs> he's giving out chocolate and silk stockings. Yeah. Um, he says, I'm thrilled that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have asked Bishop Curry to preach at the wedding. Absolutely thrilled I am. Uh, and he, he, he uses the handle for um, Bishop Curry. Bishop Curry, 
dropping in his hand or so he gets a notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a weird world we live in. The different bishops are like hitting each other on each Twitter. Other. Oh, the future's weird, Joe. At least he's not uh, subtweeting him. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh, Bishop Curry is a brilliant pastor. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's wicked. Um, he didn't say wicked. Stun- <laughs> he's, a, he's a brilliant pastor, stunning preacher, and someone with a great gift for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. There's something so British about stunning. It's Absolutely stunning. Well, this, well, we have a friend of ours who says stunning about at the drop of a hat. Quite literally, anything. I think one day, in one day, this person said stunning about a woman, a baby, and a cup of tea. Oh yeah, everything's stunning. <laughs> stunning. Um, he also apparently he often reads his sermons from an iPad. Well, and he did. Um, and then very surprising. And also, he wrote a book about crazy Christians. And this is a this like. This word, this like phrase, crazy Christians, comes from like a 2012 sermon he did that kind of made him very famous. Okay. Where he just um, says, da, 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 da. referring to Jesus, he went, they thought he was crazy, and he was, he is, and those who would follow in his footsteps, those who would be his disciples, are called and summoned and challenged to be just as crazy as Jesus. Mm. So he's literally advocate, advocating craziness <laughs> as religious dogma. Well, he's living by it. Yeah. I've never expected to hear a sermon with the phrase, there was no Bronze Age without fire during the royal wedding. So, but that's the the weird thing about it. Like, it it was religious, but it was religious in the way that I don't mind because it was less dogmatic. It was more this kind of spiritual and it was like inspirational and it was interesting. Yeah. Rather than being like this really prescriptive, boring, don't do this, don't do this. Absolutely. And And like, yeah, it was, and it had a more. um, It was quite pretty. It was a wider message than. A religious one as well. Power of love, Joe. Yeah. Power of love is greater than the power of fire, apparently. Is it? Tell that to fire, mate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fire is is it. I'm not saying I'm setting him on fire. (laughs) Leave me out of it. Uh, Do you want some more observations? Yeah. Is that all from Marjorie? Yes. Thank you, Marjorie. That was lovely. Of Frog Fruit Man. I hope you enjoy the rest of them, and I'm sorry that you've joined when we're stopping. Christopher Landigan, which is a good name. Uh, he's from White Bear Lake, Minnesota. I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but it is insane to me that Americans continue to write into us. I really like it. I would like to know, I would like you to know that I hold you two entirely responsible for the fact that I set my alarm for 3.30am this morning to watch this thing. (laughs) That's good. I began the spring only, oh, this is nice. This is very pastoral. I began the spring only dimly aware that a royal wedding was upcoming and only commenced listening to your pod on the recommendation of the AV Club. I like them. I enjoyed the show from the start, but even as I listened week to week, I had no real intention of actually watching the event. A few weeks ago, however, I realised that I'd developed sufficient interest, again, entirely your fault, that not watching was out of the question. So here we are, some observations. Harry looked really nervous at the start, didn't he? Best thing that came out the whole wedding. Someone put out a tweet that got, what, 50,000 retweets almost immediately, which was a very accurate lip reading of Harry when he was uh, finally stood next to Meghan, saying, I'm shitting it. (laughs) Which humanised him immediately. But he was very fidgety. Don't give a nervous man on his wedding day a jacket that's got belts all over it because yeah. all you'll do is fiddle with the ends it was, it was like a giant fidget cube yeah it like, was just like oh it's <laughs> lots for, lots for me to play on on my chest it's, it's like, like with medals and like little bits of rope like it's like lots to play with it's like how you cannot put me on a table next to a tall candle without me completely losing interest in anything you have to say because all i will do is pick the wax off of it and then put it back in the top and pick it off do you ever um put 
wax on your face or PVA glue on your face and then peel it off like Hannibal Lecter. I've never really done it on my face. I, I used to... Um, like when a bit I, when he's in the ambulance at the back and he just, like, takes off the face. We're both uh, good... Uh, you, you were an altar boy as well, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was, yeah. We were both good Catholic altar boys as children. And uh, I was an acolyte for a time, which the kids that carry, carry around the... Um, candles. Candles. Absolute nightmare for them, because all I was doing during the whole service was just dipping my finger in the wax at the top of the I, candles. I used to do like. that all the time. I used to do um, the incense swinging for oh, funerals. Oh, you were a <laughs> I used to spin it like that, like a little... Fair play. Uh, also, I used to, like, carry the cross. Oh, what's he called? I don't know. D- oh, yeah, didn't you knock off well, Jesus' I, I decapitated head? Jesus. That's not good. Because it would come out of the vestry, you would have to dip... So, basically, I'm carrying, like, a large pole, and at the top of the large pole is a crucifix with Jesus on mm. it, and you lead the procession, yeah. followed by the acolytes, followed by the priest. And it's like it's like playing number nine, so like Lone Striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to like dip down the pole <laughs> to get it out of the vestry. And I just kind of really excited because it's my first time doing it. I just marched out of the door and took off Jesus' oh, head. Oh, poor old Jesus. But He suffered enough. The, the priest has to forgive you. He does. That's so true. all you can do is say sorry. Uh, how do we get onto that? I can't remember. Oh, candles. Yeah. Anyway, yes, he did look really nervous. Uh, we, I think we everyone commented on that. We, you weren't there well, by I, that I, time. But I, I, I was nervous. <laughs> you were nervous in a cab. Uh, Christopher continues. I was really impressed with Doria Ragland. By all reports I've heard, Harry's family have been very cordial towards her. But regardless, she was a long way from home, unsupported by any of her own family, and amongst mm. very unusual company, to put it mildly. <laughs> She had to look at Prince Andrew the whole time. She seemed incredibly poised in an absolute sense, but particularly given the circumstances. Like, very good point. Like, there hasn't been a lot of chat, I don't think, about Doria Ragland. She was mm. brilliant. And, yeah. like, very, like, I don't know. She just she seemed more regal than anyone else very there. Very poised. Yeah. She, like, just reacted in all the right ways the whole time. She had a weird, empty shot of her, though. She, like, there's, like, no one near her. It sucks that, like, I mean, there's obvious reasons for a lot of the people not coming. Like, most of them growing their own weed, as far as I understand. But, like, uh, like it was odd to put her so far away. Yeah. Um, it was quite strange. Actually, I'm going to take a, a quick sidebar, because, you know, straight across from her, did you notice the empty seat next to William? No. Right, this is very interesting, because loads of people Mystery. took that to mean... I didn't notice it at the time, but when you see it in retrospect, so it went front row of the... that Those sections of uh, pews are called the choir, spelled mm. with a K, which is cool. Um, and it went empty seat, Prince William, Prince Charles, and then behind them, behind the empty seat was the Queen and Prince Philip. Our friend was livid the Queen was on the second row. Yeah, well, I, let me... Uh, we'll get on to that. This is very interesting. Loads of people thought that empty seat was a tribute to Princess Diana. Um, so Harry was putting his mum's right. seat right next to them. Totally untrue. But it is a nice thought. Apparently there are lots of tributes to Lady Diana, though. Um, they had uh, forget-me-nots, which were a favourite flower in the bouquet, which I don't think was talked about beforehand. Which apparently some of those flowers were hand-picked by Harry himself. The day before. Yeah, yes, lovely. lovely. Um uh, as we know, Princess Diana's ghost was there, but that wasn't her seat. Um, but there was a more practical, real reason for this. And I love this because it falls right into a category that you coined called fuck off, I'm the queen. <laughs> the queen was in the second row for two reasons. Uh, sorry, the queen, the empty seat was there for two reasons. One, the queen hates that seat. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's her private chapel and she finds that seat really uncomfortable. <laughs> and secondly... No one's allowed to sit in front of the Queen. So she was like, I want second row, but fuck off anyone sitting in front of me. 
That's what it was. Awesome. Fuck off, I'm the Queen. In full effect on the uh, on the seats. That is brilliant. Absolutely wicked. I was so happy when I found that story. I was like, oh my god, she's she, still doing she's it. She hates hates some of the seats. Yeah, I tried all of them. Yeah. yeah. So this is the one. For, this is the one for me. My chapel. I'm surprised he hasn't just gone like chop it out, <laughs> get rid of that. But seat. like again, you would if you were the Queen. If you were in you charge, would. like that's what I do at the cinema all the time. The trial. These, these are my favourite. Don't sit in front of me. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, that was You've great. You've got a massive head. Move. <laughs> Uh, Christopher continues again. He's got so many observations. I thought I'd start to lose interest once the spot the celebrity hour had ended and the ceremony itself began. There were some good celebrities uh, there, though. Uh, I missed Tom, loads. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy's he weird looked, bald head? He looked mad. I he, know Tom Hardy looks mad at the best of times, but just it, being hairless made his lips look really big. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. He looked like a, a tennis ball with he, a duck. He looked like a lost fish. Yeah. Uh... But I was as he so, but Christopher was absolutely thrilled and completely surprised by Bishop Curry's address, which we've covered. I don't know if it was in his intent to make the royal family seem a little out of place in their own house, <laughs> but it sure looked like that was the effect to me, and I thought it was great. I like the way none of them knew whether they were allowed to laugh; like they yeah. were all stifling laughs during that stuff. And I, at first, I was like, I couldn't tell whether it was a bit mean and rude or whether it was just because he was funny. Yeah, no, it was hard it's to tell. hard to tell, isn't it? Because Zara Phillips, like, she looked a bit aghast and it's like, this oh, is yeah. weird. Zara Phillips, yeah. But, but then he was really funny as well. <laughs> he was great. And also maybe just unexpected. Yeah, it's definitely it's like, unexpected. It is literally one of the most formal occasions you could ever attend. It's nuts. And this is a person who isn't phased by it at all. Yeah. And is being incredibly informal, which is at odds with everything yeah. you know of the world. It's a man family. who 100% knew a billion people were watching him. <laughs> he's yeah, he's like, a, I'm living up to it. Here we he's go. Just like, he's like, I got this. Yeah. Uh, Christopher also may have missed it up a bit when the gospel choir sang Stand By Me, which was absolutely lovely. Yeah, that's good. Beautiful touch. Apparently that was um, Prince Charles who organised that. Did he? According to reports... Um, I you never know I if any of this stuff is true. As well. He was great. Yeah, I like Prince Charles. Yeah, it's, I think for so many years people hate like my mum hated yeah. him, and it's just like this weird thing that existed. Yeah, yeah. He seems okay, apart from the whole right into the Labour Party and that. <laughs> and also, apparently, he's very good at um, protecting British produce, but not Welsh lamb. Oh come on, mate! Apparently, favours um, New Zealand lamb. You'll take their gold, but you won't have their lamb. Disgusting. Unbelievable. That harms the environment as well. Brilliant Welsh lamb. Uh, I like this. Very final one. Victoria Beckham was luminous. <laughs> Which, I, just, I thought she looked quite uh, sad. Yeah. It was odd. Yeah. I don't know. She didn't, she wasn't very smiley in the same way old Dave's was. But Beckham. it's hard. Isn't it weird that, like, Posh Spice can be shown up by David Beckham? Like, Always in my eyes. Although, um, I saw on Twitter somebody posted that picture of them when they wore full leather biker suits to like a premiere in the 90s oh yeah it's, it's, it's an insane image it's isn't like, that when they first oh no he was there was some there's another on. picture when he first met prince harry and, and he's, he's like got a do-rag on or something he oh looks, yeah he's he looks got crazy yeah. um one of the reasons why david beckham probably looks so happy is the day before he was up in manchester and he had a big old tray of chips and mushy peas and gravy oh, and an iron brew he yeah he sent me that and picture that was like, brilliant oh good to be home god i love david beckham he's um, great he is great um, ooh, Joe. Yes? You know who else lost? Some people did lose interest in the big day. Did they? Yeah. Who? Um, I have some important statistics here. Um, this was sent to us by Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is from Pornhub. 
What do you mean it's from them? I think it's from like their internal PR. Is this an email? Yeah. To us? Yeah. Well, it's forwarded by a, a friend of ours. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. But uh, she's on the mailing list for them. Um, <laughs> so here's some key data um, that Pornhub was able to glean from the big day. As the ceremony began... The wo- ceremony. As the ceremony, money. As the ceremony began, worldwide traffic to Pornhub plummeted by a massive 10%. That's probably the first time since that Hawaii nuclear attack. <laughs> Specifically, it fell 21% in the United Kingdom. I bet that was during the um, during the spot the celebrities and six percent in the United States, not in the back of the cab I was in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. Meghan Markle searches steadily increased in the days before and after the wedding, reaching as high as plus two thousand eight hundred and twelve percent. Good lord! On May twenty first, it really makes you feel a bit dirty about being human, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> this is disgusting. Um, but you can't really argue with the statistics because so she searches for Meghan Markle increased by twenty eight hundred percent. Searches for David Beckham. Oh, good lord! Soared by three thousand four hundred and forty percent. More people because you know why he's a certified sort. That's not necessarily more people. Remember? No, it's just one. It's me. Uh, I searched him 3,000 times in one day, as opposed to one a day, as I usually limit to myself. Um, The the term royal grew by an impressive 1,800%. But also searched were Kate Middleton, Serena Williams, and Victoria Beckham. I don't really... And then I love this person who is the PR for Pornhub, and he sent this out. He goes, let me know what you think, (laughs) Chris. Let me know what you think. We told you it's day. Naughty. I I do. Maybe it's hard because I've skewed this by. <laughs> Never mind. Basically, I find it very odd that people are watching the royal wedding and getting horny. Like that. It's just like it's that's such a strange connection the, to me. The fire. You can't suppress fire, Joe. <laughs> The fan of love. Uh, This one you've entitled Beardgate. I haven't read it yet, so I'm excited. But it's from Lord Lieutenant S. Bizzle. So that's good. I believe he's called Stuart. All right, fellas. I'm assuming he's not American, but I might be wrong. Uh, Whenever I see a policeman in any kind of armed security getup, I internally murmur, Ooh, dapper. <laughs> Which, mm, dapper. If there's going to be one legacy of this podcast... I'd love it. I'd like it every time an American sees a person with a firearm. They go, internally or externally? Mm, <gasps> I've just realised Stuart's from Australia. Oh, well, so... So that's, that's why he says fellas. That's just like British, but permanently on holiday. <laughs> you, you got in trouble with not just my dad, but many Australians for that. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to see if you had any info on Harry's beard. <laughs> a drunken bloke <laughs> next to me was screaming that Harry was flying in the face of military protocol by having a beard and military uniform, which I sort of get. However, seeing as he wasn't on active service and, you know, a member of the royal family, he probably gets away without any disciplinary issues. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't have much info on Harry's beard, to be honest, and there wasn't actually a lot of discussion about it. Well, I also read this thing somewhere, I can't really find it now, that the Queen gave him permission to do it? Uh, so the Queen, oh, for the beard? Yeah. Oh, because she also gave him permission to wear that uniform. Right. Was so it? this is very interesting. I wrote down a lot about his uniform. Let's get into this. Because yeah. his uniform, when I saw it, it, was like, what the fuck is it's that? It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> it looks like a finger trap. Like, the dress 
uh, the Givenchy dress. Ooh, Absolutely the, coated off Ralph and Russo. That's getting his own section. Okay, good. We'll break. talk about that later. But um, his, his uniform was the Blues and Royals uniform, which everyone expected. But it's a very specific one because there are different Blues and Royals uniforms for lots of different things. So here's all the notes I wrote down for it. Um, it was called the Frock Coat Uniform of the Blues and Royals. And the Frock Coat's made of blue doe skin. So a doe had to die for that. Really? At least one. Took um, something like, it was like a hundred, oh no, it was ages to stitch. Can't remember how long. Ages. Um, An entire a Bronze Age. On, on the coat, he uh, wore the pilot's wing badge that he received for serving in the Army Air Corps, for flying Apache helicopters, as we know. Tier one pilot. And he wore four medal ribbons. I uh, like this. Because there's KCVO, which I believe is like a title he has, so I think that's like being good at army. Afghanistan service. And then two more. I think this is sort of cheating. Queen's Golden Jubilee, Queen's Diamond Jubilee. Just like, ah, stick them on. Just have a couple more medals just because you were there. Nan, Nan, can I borrow some of your Jubilee medals? Nan, my jacket looks shit. It's only got two on. William's got loads more. Have you seen how many dads have got? Unbelievable. Uh... But the unique braiding running down the front, so the mad belt bit, uh, is black mohair, and it's particular to the household cavalry, cavalry and the lifeguards. I'm assuming the lifeguards are a bit of the Blues and Royals. With invisible hooks fastening down the front instead of buttons. Ooh, Invisi hooks from DARPA. Uh, and this is very interesting. The style of the coat, it doesn't explain this, but the style of the coat revealed that he has been promoted to the rank of major but by the Queen. So that's sort of cheating. Just being like, oh, yeah, Queen says I'm major now, so... Uh, uh, you go ask her. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh, yeah, what's uh, Sergeant... What was he? Captain Harry Wales. Captain Harry Wales. Now he's Major Harry Wales. Ma he's a Major Harry Wales. I think he's Major Henry now. Um, I get the feeling, I don't know why I project this on that, I feel like Queen really loves Harry. Like, she is his... So it's, so it's that same thing as how um, teachers love a rogue. They'll yeah. tell him off, but when they're gone, they're like... He's a good one, though. There's Jack Ellis at my school. I remember Mrs. Greer, the toughest teacher in the school. And you in bet school. you were really good. And then, oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, I never got any attention because I was lovely. I was too nice. Um, never got in trouble. Very good boy. Boring. Um, but uh, <laughs> No, <laughs> mate, I was so boring. Yeah, we're uh, good, boring boys. Right, we'll be back after the break when we're going to talk all about the dress. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome back. Uh, we're going to ignore your emails for a second because I've got some stories I want to tell. Stories. You remember the instrument of consent? Yes. It's that weird image. We tweeted it out on the Windsor Not um, Twitter account if you want to check out it's Kate the, and Will's one. It's like the mad, you know when you get like a certificate for swimming or like off-road Segway racing? <laughs> I got one of those. Uh, it's like one of them except super fancy and written on vellum. Um, and they released the instrument of consent for this wedding. So the one we read before was um, William and Kate's, and there was a lot of uh, chat about, like, what's this one going to be? And now we know. It looks like that. I'm going to pass it to you. Wow. And I'll read to you what it says, because I find it very funny, because it's written by mad medieval people. Elizabeth II, by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of our other realms and territories, Queen, in big letters, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. To all whom these presents shall come, greeting. I love that because that to me sounds not like the start of a royal pronouncement, but a scam email. <laughs> to all whom these presents shall come, greeting. Uh, presents or presents, I'm not sure how you say I'm it. I'm glad is, you're reading it from a typed out version because yeah, this is hard to read. It's insane. I, I transcribed this. Um, presents, I, I think, is like the term for this document, but it's hard to tell. Whereas by an act of parliament entitled Succession to the Crown Act 2013, it that kind is. Of ruins it, yeah, it does. It is amongst other things enacted that a person who, when the person marries, is one of the six persons next in line of succession to the crown must obtain the consent of Her Majesty before marrying. Such consent to be signified under the Great Seal, declared in council, and recorded in the books of the Privy Council. Now know ye! <laughs> In big letters, that we have consent. This is we, the royal we, so it's queen. That we have consented and do by these presents signify our consent to the contracting of matrimony between our most dearly beloved grandson, Prince Henry Charles Albert David of Wales, KCVO, and Rachel Meghan Markle. Now, remember, there was a lot of chat about the fact that uh, Kate got called trusty. No Nothing, no adjectives. Queen coating off Meghan. That's a bit. Not into it. That's not in witness whereof we have caused our great seal to be affixed to these presents, given at our court of Buckingham Palace the 14th day of March 2018 in the 67th year of our reign by the Queen herself signed with her own hand. Did she not sign that? Oh, she signed she that. Signs, she's got she signs on this mental bit up top. Also, her signature is no Meghan. No. Remember Meghan's signature? Yeah. Come on. Um, the the queue on Queen at the bottom is, is brilliant. It is like a portal into another realm yeah. with a little tail coming out of it's it that looks so... like a staircase. It's insane. It's brilliant. Uh, do you want to know about the little symbols? Yes, because there's all the symbols mean yes, something. Please. The ones at the bottom are slightly boring. They're just like uh, like a crown bit and like a one's a little suit, a little suit. But then the two ones to the left and right. The left one represents Harry. I didn't mean to burp, but I did. It's a royal burp. Yep. Uh, the left one represents Harry, and it is. Uh, it incorporates a red dragon, the heraldic symbol of Wales, 
together with the UK's floral emblems, the rose, thistle, and shamrock. And it also features Prince Harry's label, uh, which is the bit at the bottom, which includes... This is their own, the royal website's own words. Three tiny escalops uh, from the Spencer family arms. I love that the Spencer family arms is like, stick it down at the bottom, just three tiny Tile escalops. As low down as possible. The design on the right also includes the rose, as this is the national flower of the United States. Is it? Mm. I did not know that. To either side of the rose are two golden poppies, this being the state flower of California. Interesting. Where, where Ms. Markle was <laughs> I born? I if it was just marijuana. It's <laughs> <laughs> just weed. Uh, between the flowers is the Welsh leek, together with Prince Harry's label. So, I don't like the Megan's ones all full of Wales bits. Come yeah. on. I like the leek, don't get me wrong. What? But She could have had a little suit. But <laughs> beneath the label are olive branches adopted from the Great Seal of the United States, which I think is quite good. I feel like you could have got a bit more American stuff in there. What, like a big eagle? Big hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles and hot dogs. And a bud. A can of bud. Pabs. Uh, <laughs> Pabs Blue Ribbon. Pabs Hipster. with a hot dog sticking out top. Oh, or like a beer can actually, chicken. It sounds like we're taking a fist. I'd actually love it. Oh, mate. It'd be fantastic. Um, so that's the instrument of consent. Now... Shall we do what we promised and talk about the dress? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go? Or shall I? Yes. Um, so this is from Sarah, the Marquess of East LA, protector of the editor's dachshunds. Oh, or no. Dachshunds. I mean, I suppose they have to have that now. Did you say dachshund or dachshund? I switch I say between da- the two. I, say I think dachshund, I say but when I read it, I, I think can't I say, not dachshund. say dachshund. Dachshund through the doors. <laughs> I've, had Christmas at so- a speed. I've had Christmas songs stuck in my head all day. I was singing Silent Night to myself at my desk earlier. What? I don't know why. I just suddenly was going, Silent <laughs> then went, oh, I sound really creepy. <laughs> You're right. It's me. I think I'm ill. <laughs> uh, so this is from Sarah, uh, the Marquis of East LA. I loved playing a spot the famous person in the crowd. Yes, I so do I. thought that was very funny. But she thought Serena Williams deserved better and should be closer to the front. Really? But her main point is about the dress. She says, Audrey Hepburn is her favourite actress, Mm. other than Meghan, of course. Obviously. So I couldn't help but love the wedding dress. Harry, because I think it's very simple and it's quite like Audrey Hepburn's dress. My uh, girlfriend was very disappointed in the dress. Well, she wants me. She wanted something more like stately, which I kind of agree with. What do you mean by stately? Well, I think just like a bit mad. Just like stuff going on. It was properly white, though. It was very, it was shiny white, it silky was, white. You, you know, like, you see stuff and you go, oh, yeah, that's white. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that, that is good white. That's all the colours coming back at me. <laughs> that, that is that is reflecting all those colours back into my eyes. It's like, yeah, it was, it's the whatever the opposite of Vanta Black is. You know, the yes. most black paint. <laughs> oh, can we buy some Vanta Black? I want Vanta. Well, you can't. Uh, what's he called? Anish Kapoor owns it. Well, just all, all of it. Anish Kapoor owns the exclusive rights to the darkest colour in the world. Everyone hates him for it. If you haven't looked up Vanta Black, it's insane. It so looks it, like a mistake. It looks. It just looks like somebody's put a black sticker on Photoshop or yeah. something. It's not. If it's you, like a three D, like a sphere. It just eats light, and you can't see what it's on. Um, so she thought it was a very beautiful and very elegant dress that reminded her of Audrey Hepburn. I'm glad to hear it. And then there's a little tiny point about Harry looked very handsome too. But in in brackets, sorry about the bald spot. 
I didn't realise he had a little bald no, spot but before I, the it, day. It was a very unflattering angle on well, Harry. That's the problem. All the cameras had to be so high up that it was always looking down. Um, but yeah, very elegant dress, apparently. Uh, and this is from Jen Adley, and it's called A Most Romantic Occasion, except most has an E on the end, like old school, like it would be on the bloody instrument of consent. Uh, dear Daniel and Joe, what a delight their wedding turned out to be. I've never been particularly interested in the concept of marriage myself. Why should I have to prove my love for someone with a piece of paper and a metal band? My teenage self would ask. Oh, I see. Sorry, I've said that wrong. But you get the point. But I suppose I would compromise if I met the right man or woman. I've only been to three weddings in my life. One is a flower girl, who adorably sat on steps during the ceremony out of tiredness, and two as a guest. And I remember feeling that the ceremony was endless and unbearable. So colour me very pleased indeed that Harry and Meghan kept theirs short and sweet. Did they? Curry went on for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was really glad that Megan's influence could clearly be felt in the different musical choices. Although apparently that was Prince Charles, as I said. Um, going well, we talked about Michael Curry, so that's all right. Megan's dress was classic and elegant, and suited her understated style perfectly. Being a former Commonwealth citizen, I loved the detail that her veil was embroidered with the national flower of each Commonwealth nation, which I found out about afterwards. It's brilliant. Um, I think I had some... Yeah, 53 different flowers. That's good attention, because it looks, on the surface, very simple. Yeah. But it's like little Easter See, eggs. That is Easter eggs. eggs. It really like appeals to wedding nerds. nerds. <laughs> A Commonwealth nerds. <laughs> Can't believe we didn't do a trailer breakdown. And being a person who has always wanted someone to be um, to buy her flowers, I have to admit to feeling soft-hearted over the tidbit that Harry handpicked some of the flowers for Meghan's bouquet. Love heart uh, emoji. Not emoji. What was it when they did them with Before symbols? The Emoticon. Well, it's almost like um, I always think about them as like, that's what the bones of an emoji are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if, well, if you left emoji out in the sun and it decayed, and it died. It, you would just then see, like, uh, open bracket. If you went long. to Namibia Skeleton Coast for emojis, <laughs> that's what would be uncovered. <laughs> just the bones of an emoji screaming. <laughs> uh, speaking of the man himself, he looked very dapper in his dress uniform and trimmed beard, allowed especially by his grandma, no less. I didn't know this. The poor boy looked sick to his stomach beforehand. There's some uh, recurring themes. But as soon as he saw Megan, that all disappeared. Except when he said, I'm shitting it. I've added that. That's what we all want, isn't it? Those of us who are romantically inclined, that is. A person whom simply the sight of makes everything better. To quote, love is love is love. Until the next royal wedding, I remain faithfully yours, the former go Governor General of the Antipodes, Jen Adley. That's very nice. Oh, I do think, more and more I think about it, that is... What a quintessential romantic British moment where you just meet, I'm shitting it. I'm shitting it, and you're going to put me at ease. Please never leave me for the rest of your <laughs> Oh, my life. God. Please don't go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, like, you can keep your grand statements and um, Disney, t you know, Disney-fied um, reification of love. I just want to look at another person going, you make me not want to make my shit myself. Fantastic. You I, make I, me want to not, not shit, shit myself. myself. Like, your overwhelming urge would be... I, just, I really want it. i got to shit myself I'm right now. I'm terrified of life without you. Isn't that beautiful? That is very nice. That is that is British love. Well done, Hip. Best love in the world. Have you got something about Pokemon? I've just seen a load of Pokemon <laughs> yeah, on do your you want page. This now? Yeah, do it now. This is Lucy Goosey, so we're going to just slot this story in right now. Yeah. Um, this is from Chris. And Chris is the guy who's written in previously who has the daughter named after Saria in Ah, oh, hello. 
So he says, the big day, this is the email title. Mm. I woke up on Saturday morning with excitement and trepidation. It was the big day, a long time coming. Saturday, the 19th of May, was the day I was completing the original generation of Pokemon in Pokemon Go. <laughs> All 151 monsters captured and logged away in my Pokedex. This guy gets it. I've been a day one player. And after a lucky work trip to the States, most of which was spent hunting for a Tauros, not actually working, Mew was all I needed. <laughs> this past Saturday was the latest Pokemon Community Day, and this was the day I completed my special research tasks and caught the cute little legendary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, turns out there was something else going on that day, and we even made the local news here in Gloucester for daring to ignore the wedding. Oh, I saw that. There was Gloucester. The, wasn't it the pub? Gloucester. Gloucester. Fred and Rosemary West. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Here he comes. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do that. The creepy boy. Um, as I missed the big event, I named my two shiny Pokemon after the royal couple. Oh, fair play. Um, what are we looking at? You're going to have to identify them some crap at Pokemon. Oh, that's a shiny Charizard. It's called Cherry. Oh, like Harry. And then... Uh, oh, is that a... Oh, he's... That's from the second game, I think. So, that's a Mego. Mego. Oh, that's ho So, yeah. Mego. <laughs> I wish we'd called her Mego the whole time. <laughs> Mego, a Jerry. Also, it sort of works because um, it's got the H in Megan. Yeah, it's quite nice. Sort of. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Chris, on while we were watching the Royal Wedding, he was catching Mew Absolutely and then renaming Pokemon after the new Royal Couple. Fair play. What a great day that was well for Well done, you. Chris. Cheers, Chris. Um, I've got one last thing. Which was, obviously we talked a lot about the wedding, but there was one thing after the wedding. Well, two things. The reception, the official one, and the evening party, which is sort of like the reception that everyone actually has at a wedding. Um, there's not much out there, so obviously it's not a place you can go. We know that Harry changed into a tux and Meghan changed into yeah. a different wedding dress. Well, it was weird after watching the wedding together and then it just ended. Because you were like... I was all ready to have a meal or something. Yes, time to go. <laughs> I was like, oh, the day's just beginning. Huh. We just went and drank in the sun. We did. Under a big umbrella. I ate a nice big sandwich. It was great. Um, that was our reception. I'm playing cornhole. I, I mean, we've got loads of American listeners. I'm assuming cornhole's a thing that everyone knows I know about. It's like, I think it's from Chicago. No, it's bloody brilliant. Go somewhere that has cornhole. It's a wicked game. Um, but this, these are the few bits and pieces that I could find out about the reception. Uh, one, William gave a two-minute best man speech. Come on, mate. You could do better than that. Um, the only source I found was from the Daily Mail, which said uh, that William had people had people laughing with some memories of Harry as a baby in diapers and needing a bottle every night. That's just being a baby. That's it. He was like, he was uh, a baby once. See you later. Oh, when, he, <laughs> when, he, when he was little, like just first born, he was a right baby. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> then he handed over to Harry. So uh, with that, <laughs> I hand you over to my brother, Harry. <laughs> uh, apparently, I should say, Megan apparently wanted to do a speech or had planned to do one, but didn't end up doing one. I hope she wasn't prevented. I yeah, doubt she was. No. Um, oh, we haven't talked about the fact she walked herself up half the aisle, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I really like that. Also... Also... Oh, God, there's too much to talk about. We have also haven't talked about how mad St. George's Chapel is, and that... 500 or 550 of the people in that chapel would have seen bugger all of yeah, the actual wedding. Because strange, it, isn't it? Because those old abbeys have a nave, which yeah. is the long proper church bit, and then the choir, which is the bit behind that section with the sideways pews. It's mad, isn't it? Uh, that's where you do, the choir's where you do even song. I did some of that. Uh, and so Mega wanted to do a speech, couldn't do one, don't know why. 
No one says. Harry's speech was apparently a banger, uh, and but no one has said what was in it. The only part that people know is the very end, and I love this. He finished with a joke that you could literally only make at an event like this, which was, does anyone here know how to play the piano? And then according to the Daily Mail source, there was a brief awkward silence before Sir Elton John got up on the podium and started playing. I love the brief awkward silence. Everyone's like, oh, I don't. Oh, shit, does he really want someone? It's like, ah, oh, Elton's here. Uh, Elton played four songs, Tiny Dancer, Circle of Life, I'm Still Standing, and Your Song. Uh, your song, by the way. Circle of Life's a weird Circle one. Circle of Life is very strange. <laughs> That's like, the one that really stood out for me, though. It's the like... Circle! What? Weddings! <laughs> um, <laughs> but your song, just as a side note, one of the best covers of all time is Mike Skinner of the Streets doing your song, because he can't sing, so it makes it all seem real. Like, you know the words? Like, oh, I, when Elton John's doing it, you're funny. like... It's funny. He's just like, well, you're a really talented musician. When Mike Skinner's doing it, it's like, it's a little bit funny... This feeling inside always makes me cry. Honestly, it's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Uh, and, right, other amazing celebrity anecdote. Uh, George Clooney at the Evening Do started serving his own tequila. Like, he, <laughs> his own, the, the brand Casamigos, which he just sold to Diageo for a billion dollars. No, he didn't. Yeah. A billion. A billion. Him, him and another guy. A billion dollars. Oh, it's easy to get more money when you have money, isn't it's it? It's so easy. Uh, but he just started serving it, just giving people shots of his own tequila, and apparently went behind the bar and was making cocktails for everyone. Fair play. Do you see how he looked? He can yeah. do what he wants. Really interesting thing about this, the royal connection between Casamigos Tequila, which is a name that's been said on the podcast before, and the royal family. Do you know what it is? No. Spankers. Jack Brooksbank is, is the he? UK brand ambassador for Casamigos. Spanky. Spanky's absolutely all cleaned coming, up. all coming back for the final episode. Imagine, imagine That's that. what you do in final episodes. You Ma- bring back favourite characters. The only person who could get Clooney there was Spanky. I don't know if that's true. Do we true. know if Bex was at the evening, do uh, I don't know, actually. Hmm. Um, but best part of any of the reception coverage. You're going to fucking love this. Do you know who the most interesting guest was there? Oh. He's called Guy. He's a beagle. What? It's Megan's dog, Guy. Guy? <laughs> right. Why Check. was he not part of the big day? Mate, he was. But not he was in at the, the church. In the church. I've got, I've got to find Next a tweet. To the queen. I'm going to try and do this. Uh, I'm going to try and do this at the same time. I'm already <laughs> failing. I've got to find a tweet, but you... Uh, I've, I've, I've fucked it. Um, the, the, the quote goes, The pet pooch had revellers in stitches as he caused chaos, running all over the place, lapping up any spilled canapes. <laughs> <laughs> what a lad! <laughs> He's brilliant! Um, he, uh, yeah, so he attended the evening party. He had flo- been flown over from Toronto. But I don't know how we didn't see this. Check this out. A few days before... The event. Someone took a picture of the Queen's car. Guy the Beagle just sitting next to the Queen what? in the back. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, look at they look like they're getting on. Yeah, he's so cute. He's just sitting in the back seat with the God. Queen. The Queen must like you if she lets you, after not knowing you that long, ride with her. Also, in a huge uh, circular point for this podcast, we were talking about Guy the Beagle in the first episode in my <laughs> abandoned, because it was too sad, feature conspiracy corner, where they said Megan had abandoned her dogs. Yeah, I think there. she only, firstly, I think she only had one dog, and it was Guy, and he's still there. So but now he's over. F off, I conspiracy if he, theorists. Is that like, I guess, has he immigrated? 
I guess he must have, because they live in Kensington Palace now. He's become British. Yeah. Well done, guys. Get him a doggy passport. Uh, also, just one tiny extra detail. They apparently served cotton candy and dirty burgers at the, oh. uh, <laughs> at the evening dinner. Imagine the Queen having a dirty burger. Queen didn't go. Queen wasn't there, so no dirty burgers for the Queen, unfortunately. But she heard. Queen, Maybe they wrapped one queen, up for her. Queen probably requests Dirty Burger whenever she wants. She could do whatever she wants. There is, there, do you reckon that's literally the restaurant Dirty Burger? It can't be. I that's guess a description of yeah. like trendy burgers. That's what that was cool. But that's that's it. That's it. We're beyond the wedding. So that's it. That's done. All right. See you later. <laughs> uh, we've got two emails that you pointed out. Yes. And as as you hopefully know, we we feel extremely uncomfortable about reading out nice things about us. Um, yeah. But I thought, well, we thought that we'd just because people were nice, we thought we'd do it. Um, um, not yeah, much. Yeah, the first one's from Laura Fork, and she said, I found your podcast this weekend. People are just finding it now. Come on! <laughs> after the royal wedding has already happened, but I found it so delightful and listening to the whole thing after the fact. Oh. Um, she just visited England for the first time a few weeks ago and thought it was lovely. She just wants to say, this is completely, I hope this wasn't completely boring email, but I wanted to compliment y'all on the podcast, which is American for you all, I believe. I've heard And that. how much I'm enjoying it. Did you have to run that through Google Translate? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Laura. Uh, and this is from Audria. Audria Sullivan. Hello, lads. Just a brief note to thank you for your whimsical podcasts in the run-up to the Royal Wedding. Being an American girl who met my own British prince and relocated to the UK, your podcast has helped ease my homesickness and made me feel much... Uh, sorry, make me feel part of this exciting time for the UK and the Royal Family. Thank you for your cheer, humour and energy. I have loved every episode. Even the flowers one. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I just want to say thank you. We got lots more nice emails as well, but we didn't want to read them all out because that would be very un-British of us. But in, ter- in you know, in classic uh, kids' TV show style, we read every single one. Well, I do after Creeper's gone through them because he likes surprising me with them. Um, but I say thank you very much for listening. It's a bit of a weird project for me and Joe. Well, yeah, we should talk about the fact that we came into this going like, I don't know if I can think about this. I don't know why we've been asked to do it. But and now I know loads of weird things about the royal family. It's so good for dinners with people you don't know that well. Because uh, I've just got facts coming out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> You've been cleaning up recently. I, yeah, that's what I do. I sit On the down, dinner party circuit in North London. I sit down with some people. I'm like, guys, I don't know if you know much about me. I'm assuming you don't. We've never met before. But one thing I have is facts coming out of my ass, And it really gets the night off to a good start. Brace yourself. <laughs> um, I also want to say thank you to you for doing the podcast with me thank you to you my friend it's been lovely um and we- thank you to radio stakhanov because they had us and it's really nice to be asked to do a weird project just because they're Why interested in it <laughs> um yeah so i don't think we're going to do any more um of I, the think this is prob- I think probably it, it. it had an inbuilt um expiry date <laughs> and it was last week <laughs> yeah so we've done, done one more episode because it felt weird to not do it um but joe and i do other podcasts elsewhere you can listen to us on the IGN UK podcast, which yeah. is about movies and video games and things we feel like slightly less awkward talking about. Yes. Actually, not much more or less awkward. Not really. Um, I also do a comedy podcast, which is significantly bluer than this one, called uh, Regular Features. Uh, and uh, we do live shows in London every month, if you would like to come and watch me in a flesh. In not a fleshy royal sense. blue, it's just genuinely smut. It's, it's <laughs> like... I. I'm the least fruity of them, and I swear way more than you on this one, so that should probably give you a, a little hint as to uh, the problems that we encounter. Uh, do we do anything else? Well, we both work for IGN as well, so if you want to read stuff we write, that's where we do Head it. Head over there. But we'll see you in another life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. That was, that was a bit much. <laughs>
episodes? Yeah. That was good.